This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. Welcome everybody, my name's Ron Ecstasy, and this is Blue Man Group. It's a podcast, as you may know, I hope you know, you're in your podcast app, but I'm here with my two co-hosts. That voice you just heard is John Biedren. Hi everyone. And the other voice that you haven't heard yet is Devin Welsh. Yeah, that's me. Oh my god. Well, we are here, Uh, we've, we've battled adversity to record this we were like mm-hmm. do we record uh at 5 a.m do we right. record at 5 30 a.m do the people want us to record do we the were gonna to they, stop us we were gonna skip yeah. a week because there's you know yeah. stuff stuff go, life comes up and just things get complicated but we're not skipping a yeah week. but guess we're what we're it. not we're here and we're in your ears and we're gonna deliver to you some incredible news that has come across our desk it's a big um, week it's a huge week. We really I, I couldn't take that. a break. I mean, the news doesn't exactly. stop. And we, I think it would be a disservice yeah. to you guys if we stopped. This is, probably, a moment. this is probably one of the biggest weeks of news ever. <laughs> I don't mean to, uh, you know, put, to, to uh, make the, the front end of this show so heavy with that news. But listen, it is. So let's get right into it with our first segment, This Week in this History. Week in history. So. June 3rd, 1965. Astronaut Ed White becomes the first American to walk in space during the Gemini 4 mission. Ed White. Do we Ed know White. Ed White? Do White. we know this man? I didn't He's know his a name. Spacewalker. He's just I've walking met multiple, in space. I've met multiple Americans named Ed White. Um, one really? is a father and one is a son, but... It is a common yes. American name, I think, well, and so it's a fitting name for the first American to spacewalk, to walk in yeah. space, i.e. float in space. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, was going to say, you can't, you can't is there really walk walking there. going on? Yeah. Uh, no, the ground. It's, it's, it's like poetic license, I think. NASA's really uh, adamant about doing that kind of stuff. It's a very poetic uh, institution, actually, and Ed White was... Uh, I don't know how long he was out there. Let's say 15 minutes. I'm just making a wild guess. <laughs> it says but, it was uh, a four-day mission. Well, in the video, oh. they keep telling him to come back in. They keep saying the, yeah. the video is like, come back in. Come back in, Ed. Come on, come back in. Yeah. And come I on. think it's kind of like... Actually, yeah, I love on. this story. I I chose this story because I, I really love the spacewalk. And yep. I think if I remember correctly, they had to get him they had to encourage him to come back in because he was so enthralled by the experience that he didn't Whoa. want to come back in yeah the uh, reason one of it's those called rare, spacewalk sorry one of those rare because... moments where you know such a kind of regimented rationalized process of spaceflight you know and of going out in mm-hmm. space it's everything has to yep. be perfect if you make one mistake you're in space you're you're going to yep. you're going to die but you know, and so it's these these very f- rare occasions where this the astronaut can just kind of get lost in the moment, 
and enjoy the the mystical experience of of spacewalking right like he forgot his time was like accounted for i was like yeah. and then ed will be sort of lost in the grandeurs of you know the curve of the universe for about five ten minutes yeah and then we need to bring him if. back in because we have some studies to do <laughs> yeah 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 they, yeah they i, I heard that he lost in. his watch i heard right. he lost his watch well it runs differently up there yeah it does um, and uh yeah he so he he's just on this rope essentially i don't know uh it's probably a nasa rope uh a space rope and they just kind of send him out there yep they had a tough time bringing him back in it's like a fish like a fish well, that won't you know uh that yeah. it's putting up a fight he's like a, he's like a trout <laughs> or it's like the spacewalk because it's they call it the walk even though he's floating because it's sort of like when toddlers begin walking for the first time and then mm-hmm. they like get really proud of themselves and then they start walking towards the road and they look back at you and you're like, okay, that's close enough. And then they keep going. And they like want to walk <laughs> yeah. into the street. Yeah, right. Ed, no, that's the sun. Don't go. Yeah. <laughs> no, Ed, come back. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the they had NASA had to shorten the uh, the space rope after the this leash. Ed White uh, incident <laughs> because it was it was a bit too much. Because when well, they were like, Ed, come back, come back. Yeah. He's like, I can't hear you. I don't have a watch. <laughs> all like all of his excuses were just like, all right, what do we do? What do we do? We need a shorter rope. Right. Well, now that's why all NASA flights, they have the retractable astronaut leash. So you press a button and right. it yeah. pulls the slack in. So you yeah. make sure you, you pull them away from danger or the sun. Or yeah, and it, won't, it won't hurt the, the uh, astronaut's neck either. It's, right. Uh, no, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's, it's so the, spa- the spacewalk was kind of, yeah, it was the first time, you know, that an astronaut floats off held only by a tether. And that's pretty scary stuff when you think about it. You're only held yeah, by this rope. It's Who terrifying. built the rope and can you count on it? But then, yeah. you know, we. but I just have to mention that there was further progress yet made in this uh, direction where Bruce McCandless, another NASA astronaut, was, yes. was the first yes. to do an untethered spacewalk using something right. called the manned maneuvering unit, which essentially is like use, uses thrusters to guide him in certain directions. So he was the first person to just float off with this piece of machinery. And he did That's make so it wild. back. Um, Bruce, so, come back. Yeah. It's like the batteries yeah. were out when he, like, let's go. I yeah, I know. Like, exactly. Oh, I forgot to charge it. Had, like, power. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. yeah it I, says here I'm that a... Ed White used an oxygen-propelled gun called the handheld maneuvering unit to propel himself mm, mm-hmm. as well. So it's nice. where maybe it's, like, an early prototype or whatever. But I like yeah. the idea of it being, it's, like, holding hands. It's, like, don't go out too far, you know. Yeah, and then once you let them we'll go out without here. the tether, um, then you really have to trust up here in their head um, whether they're going to keep yeah. it together. Because once they and float off, here. then it's like, hey, McCandless, like, come on. And then it's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to come back. Okay, <laughs> yeah. what do we do now? That could be a real a real issue for NASA. And that's, that's not going to be good for NASA having a press conference where they're like, uh, we lost a guy. He's still alive, but we we lost him. He's just yeah. floating in space. Wow. Now. Okay. Whoa. Um, I'm I'm on the Ed White's Wikipedia, and there's a quote from the mission, and it was uh, it's come him back like, in, talking Ed. while he's re-entering. They're telling him to come back in, and he goes, "I'm coming back in." Dot dot dot. And it's the saddest moment of my life. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, and I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I You're messing with too. some well, heavy heavy stuff. That must have been the closest you get to like re-entering the womb or something. Just yeah, like on that tether yeah. floating. 
Yeah. Yeah, we need to... Uh, is Ed White still around? Can we get him on the pod? Can we talk to him about this? I don't think he's <laughs> he, uh, around anymore. And he's no longer with us. Rest in peace, Ed. We uh, hope you're doing well in space. outer space. Excuse me. All right, so let's move along. We come back, uh, you know, come back in, Ed, is kind of the theme of this show. You know, come on back in the module. Uh, let's get into the meat patty of the news. This, this is what's is in the what news. Probably more the meat patty of the show than it is the meat patty of the news, but whatever. That's uh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a headline here um, <laughs> that is very concerning to me just in terms of what has been going on in the world. It's been a confusing year. Yeah, this and is a troubling there's, story. There's a lot of things that need to be done. A lot of people need a lot of help right now, mm-hmm. myself included. But... Uh, <laughs> This headline is Senators Braun Danes Lankford's amendment to outlaw animal human hybrids receives vote on Senate floor. Chilling stuff. Okay. Uh, okay. So this is something so we I don't, didn't expect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I some people were saying third stimulus check in the United yeah. States, you know, some other things, but well, listen, I, Senate yeah. Senate's doing something else right now. They're busy. And there's a vote. Uh, Senator this- Mike Braun, Senator Steve Daines, and Senator James Langford's amendment to the Endless Frontier Act that would make it a crime to engage in chimera research or the chimera. creation of animal hu- chimera. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, to the, the creation of animal human hybrid okay. organisms received a vote on the Senate floor tonight. This is a really bad time for me because I just bought a lot of. Uh, alchemical uh, transformation and transmogrification books materials i was going to start a lot of research into this this new exciting field of science yeah i was telling everyone that the anamorphs is basically what's going to happen in the next few years um so oh my i need to eat my words well this is i feel like actually (laughs) this might be part of the anamorphs run-up because i feel like it's illegal to be an anamorph in the in that book series i haven't read them True, but I imagine so maybe, it's kind of an X Men yeah. thing, where they're like outlawed and they're kind of underground. Yeah, and maybe this is yeah, somewhat so, of a dialectical precursor to you know the inevitable yeah, animal human hybrids <laughs> that will exist. Yeah, yeah. So this uh, this legislation was introduced by Representative Chris Smith of New Jersey, a very plain name. Sounds like it could be anyone. Truly, mm-hmm. Chris Smith, uh, and he's a, in, in the U.S. Uh, House of Representatives. So, uh, Chimera, is that how you say it? Chimera? Chimera, yeah. Chimera. Chimera, okay. Damn, that's so weird for me. Uh, it's, it's an organism that contains cells from two distinct species, such as an animal-human hybrid. <laughs> they keep repeating that. Like That's really the one they're worried underlined. about. Underlined, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, created in a laboratory setting. In recent years, research programs involving chimeric organisms have become more prevalent. Um, human life really? is distinct, distinct and sacred, and research that creates an animal-human hybrid 
or transfers a human embryo into an animal womb or vice versa should be completely prohibited. And engaging in such unethical experiments should be a crime, said Senator Braun. So Senator Braun is the one who's very upset about this. So to me, this is kind of like a um, no one meme where no one was asking, (laughs) no one was talking about this. And now there's legislation to prevent it. And it's like, is there something that we need to know here? Uh, Exactly. The the language gets very specific. Research that creates an animal-human hybrid or transfers a human embryo into an animal womb or vice versa should be completely... Yeah. Who's doing this? (laughs) Yeah. Who, yeah, where is this happening that we didn't know about? So, um, again, Senator Braun is feeling very, uh, very passionate about this. I have a clip here from from the Senate floor, uh, you know, uh, the hallowed institution uh, of the United States Senate, the sober second thought, they sometimes call it a upper chamber of the House. Many, many different names. You could you could truly uh, name it. But right now it's the epicenter of chimera uh <laughs> research illegal Ill- you know the government legality kind of a, a chimera <laughs> it's got two houses that are brought together into one whoa yeah. that's wow. good that's poetic so that's okay, okay. These are hypocrites yeah i want to hear i want to hear what senator braun is saying on the floor uh let let this be known to uh uh the u.s uh library of congress that this is important uh words he's saying in recent years Research involving human-animal hybrids has become much more prevalent. (laughs) For example, in April, researchers in China created a monkey-human hybrid (laughs) embryo that they allowed to grow and study for weeks. I have serious ethical concerns with this type of human chimera research. Okay. There's so many people talking in the background. I amendment. Yeah. <laughs> They're all talking over By games. applying the NIH's current. They're like, what the fuck is that guy talking about? He's like, got a. I think he's drunk. By applying the NIH's current anti chimera policy universally. Due to the dangerous and offensive nature of this research, my amendment imposes penalties on those that participate in this unethical research. We must act now. Just this morning, the International Society for Stem Cell Research, an international standards setting body, issued guidance that permits the creation of human-animal hybrids. (laughs) I ask that my Senate colleagues reject this foreign position and maintain our own NIH's ethical standards all I our american values it is congress's responsibility to enact common sense senator's time has expired bioethics oh nice. uh, shut, shut the fuck up please <laughs> shut okay, up so shut up we we're very bored with you uh, right please now. shut the hell up yeah this is but so funny I'm our american values are under attack yeah i'm kind of torn on the one hand it feels like the democrats are sort of twiddling their thumbs and playing you know cards in the background well this yep. hero stands up for um a really important ethical issue uh but then on the other hand like he's kind of just trying to shut down the party happening over in china and saying like we we don't we can't do that but you know we shouldn't do it because they're doing it and that's bad right they're china's eating our lunch right now 
Why aren't we mm-hmm. on competing on the forefront of Chimera research? We should be beating them. We yeah. Come the nation first in Chimera research. We should mm-hmm. be creating mm-hmm. organisms that have three, four different organism components. Yeah, and we should be. They, they, they only let the embryo grow for a few weeks. We should give it a full life. Yes. You know, let it. Yeah, a name. See, yeah. See he's, what it, see what yeah, happens. Yeah, he said all life is sacred. All life is sacred. And then it's like, so, okay, just a few weeks. We're, we're messing with this uh, cool yeah. new thing that you created. Right. So to we want to say. Advocate, a chimera has more life in it than a, just a regular organism. Yeah. It's only one thing. We want to say chimera lives matter, and he's saying all lives yeah. matter, and we're saying <laughs> right, exactly. like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> buddy, yeah, yeah. So in April of this year, researchers at the Salk Institute in California—that's we all Jonas know Salk, Salk right? Yeah. Jonas Salk, great, yeah, great uh, recording artist. Uh, created a human monkey chimeric embryo by injecting human stem cells into embryos from long-tailed macaques. The human cells survived within the monkey embryo and generated additional cells. The researchers noted that all 132 macaque embryos injected with human cells still contained human cells seven days after fertilization. So they're saying that it worked. Like, if it ain't broke, don't yeah. fix it. Like, exactly. if, the, if the cell, you know, if, if the shoe, if the, if the, if whatever, <laughs> yeah. if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. But if it does fit, then you must not acquit. Yeah. Uh, and we must not oh quit when the cells nice. fit. There we That's, go. <laughs> Thank there you, go. Johnny Cochran. Nice. Yes. Wow. That was really nice. That was really nicely done. Yeah, so um, the the chimeric creation formula. Uh, this is this is a link that I believe John has uh, found for us. It's <laughs> yeah, it's from Mythical Bestiary Wikia. Yeah, um, <laughs> unsure what that means. Uh, this, this is on the Tor browser, by the way. This is yeah. very <laughs> yeah. secret stuff. Yeah. This, this is underground stuff. So, so this the is chimeric, a, yeah. chi- excuse me, chimeric creation formula yeah. is the magical formula that people use when they want to create a truly unique pet, comma livestock, comma etc. <laughs> so we're talking so, about the etc. here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah exactly. That's what Bron is talking about. A macaque human uh, hybrid, which may, might be useful in certain ways. Um, we don't know what kind of attributes they have as full-grown uh, beings. We mm-hmm. don't know what the ups yeah. and downs are, what the pros and cons right. are. I mean, I, so, I can kind of sympathize with Braun. I mean, it's like, okay, we don't know what's going to happen when we start, you know, doing chimera research full-time and we really start cracking into it. Who knows what will come out of it, right? But this is, you know, again, we don't want to be left behind. We don't want to be, you know, on the other side of the chimera gap. Uh, in the international community and yes probably maybe what we should do is amend this amendment and make it ban only scary chimeras so like lions with yeah, snake tails yeah, or yeah, like yeah. eagles with mm-hmm. like you know again more like snake tails and stuff like that we do again, anything with snakes probably should be banned <laughs> but like the scary chimeras ban those do a jury of 10 people and then if the majority are scared mm-hmm. by the sight of the chimera then we kill it um, immediately but if they're <laughs> yeah, not like scared the then we let it live <laughs> yeah it's like groundhog day it's like if they comes out and we're okay we're not scared by the shadow of the chimera it's like okay well we can live with this new thing yeah yeah they could do that on the senate floor that would be great i think mm-hmm. that it would be exciting to watch uh chimera uh die or live on the senate floor uh much like um 
many of the <laughs> elected representatives there. Uh, so yeah. w- one one thing that I immediately thought of, it really takes me back to uh, the early 2000s under George W. Bush and the stem cell issue, uh, very mm-hmm. similar. And I remember that there were many groups uh, against uh, the stem cell research. And this is, mm-hmm. you know what? These are the same groups that are endorsing this amendment. We've got the Family Research Council, March for Life Action, National Right to Life. These are all, you know, right uh, to life. names that I don't believe. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, Senate Pro Life Caucus, Susan B. Anthony List, which I didn't know she's keeping a list. <laughs> I didn't even know she's around, to be honest. Uh, you're um, on the list. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. Council of Catholic Bishops. Oh, that's a cool those people, organization. those trustworthy individuals. <laughs> yeah. They don't the want white new chimeras. They've, they've got enough uh, kind of uh, young beings to entertain themselves with. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. And the last one here is the White Coat Waste Project. So just, you know, a quick tiddly, tiddly tap of the, uh, the, the keyboard. And I found out that Senator Mike Braun is a Roman Catholic himself. I believe that this is uh, really playing into his decision mm-hmm. about the uh, the chimera, um, chimera, whatever. I mean, look, this has been an age-old issue. Catholics have been scared of lions with scorpion tails since the 800s. Yeah. And yeah, this Protestants is you know, something aren't. that he brings with him to, to the government. Yeah, well, I know that this is not a political uh, podcast, and we try to stay out of the political uh, world, but we've been asked to take a stand um, oh, okay. by Susan I, B. Anthony list is asked me to gonna, take a stand. Are we going to come out and I'm taking position a stand. forth? Uh, I know what my very position pro, is. We are very pro Chimera. Yeah. My position is I'm pro Chimera, but specifically because the, the development of the Chimera is, is an, is an important step towards us um, imitating as closely as possible. God, itself Mm, um i think you know we approach our godliness the more that we develop these chimeras um and that's the road we're on you know i would change it if i could but we're headed towards godhood so you know we've got to stay the course right might as well just lean into it yeah yeah so that's uh that's an official there'll be a press release from us that's the blue Uh, man group stance there yeah yeah and we follow the party line uh ron and myself will yeah, to the letter of exactly. the law, follow yeah. Devin's opinion there. The roads are And here's a sort of, you know, and it's a sort of a callback to the last story. Senator Braun is sort of, you know, he's at the NASA control panel at gov- in the government, and he's mm-hmm. like sending a message out to all the Chimera researchers in the world, mm-hmm. saying, "Come back in, come back, come back in." in. And yep. the Chimera researchers are saying, "I'm coming back in," and it's the saddest <laughs> moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That is good. If only Ed White could hear that, he would have loved. <laughs> John, he would have loved that. Thank you, uh, Dev. All right, you want to take us to our next story here? Um, yeah, if Ed White some, could have uh, heard this next story, I think he would have yeah. uh, been overjoyed, even more so than he was when he was out spacewalking. I think if he if they mm-hmm. told him this news when they brought him back in, he would have been <laughs> consoled. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. A two year old from California is the youngest American to become a member of Mensa. A Los, oh, Angeles, a, second. a Los Angeles toddler, two years old, has become the youngest American member of Mensa, where membership is strictly limited to those who score at the highest levels in IQ tests. Oh. 
Kashi Quest may be a two-year-old, but her skills, including naming all of the elements on the periodic table, identifying all 50 states by shape and location, learning Spanish, you don't know Spanish, and deciphering <laughs> patterns, according to her parents. Um, so we've got deciphering a two-year-old. patterns? Mm-hmm. The I next genius. Really <laughs> the next uh, Stephen Hawking. The next Albert Einstein. Um, a baby Einstein, born. if you will. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And her name is Cashy Quest, and um, watch out for her. She's coming for you, for your job. She's going <laughs> to change your everything. job. Yeah. Um, yeah. She has al- <laughs> she's always shown us, more than anything, the propensity to explore her surroundings and to ask the question, why? Cashy's father, Devin, why? told CNN. <laughs> oh, um, hey. So that's my name. Uh, Wait, weird. Yeah, are you? Are you? Are you I this? am Cashy's father. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> Breaking uh, news. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> If she doesn't know something, she wants to know what it is and how does it function. And once she learns it, she applies it. I feel like every new parent is saying this about every two-year-old. That's the thing. Yeah. They're always asking yeah. why. They're so curious yeah. about the world. She's so curious. Yeah, she wants yeah. to learn Spanish. And but but the but naming all of the elements on the periodic table that's pretty advanced. That is quite. I don't think that is. I weird. asked why a lot, but I didn't they... have any answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, true. But, but I didn't learn also, anything. I don't think she can name all of the the elements, but does she know what they do? Yeah, does she know how to use them in a laboratory setting to create? Can she a make chimeras? Yeah, chimera. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank Not you yet, guys. but Thank this you. may be the um, the kind of uh, uh, what's his name, the Terminator kid. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah, um, the Edward Terminator Furlong. kid of chimeras, where she's super right. smart. We're learning about chimeras. It's early days, but. Cashy Quest is going oh to God. become the sort of figurehead of Chimera research. Well, hopefully the when you know we'll get to some other stories later in the episode. But I'm just going to say right now, I really hope that there are no like robotic uh, murdering machines that operate on their own behest to kill you know yeah me too or whatever. Me that too. Would because be Cashy Quest would probably just like be in the pump that up yeah. whatever whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. So her family yeah. said that as soon as Cashy said her first word, her skills developed rapidly. Soon she was speaking in sentences that contained five or more words. Okay, um, I did that too. Yeah, but okay, probably well, not as well as she did. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you still even now to this day, Ron, you really mumble through a lot of those. <laughs> It's true. Um, through their uh, daily observations, it struck the family <laughs> that their daughter might be advanced for her age. Once her pediatrician also acknowledged it, at her 18-month checkup, I had to let her know where Cashy was on her number, shapes, and colors, and wanted her perspective on all of it. And she said it was amazing. It's something worth looking into, Cashy's mom, uh, Sukshit, uh, told CNN. So they decided to take her to a psychologist who administered the Mensa test. The result... Cashy had an IQ of 146, according to her parents. Wow, pretty solid number. I'd like to see the um, the the official results because that seems yeah, yeah to be only too. from her parents. I would love to. All three of us also take the Mensa test. <laughs> yes, I would <laughs> see love where that. we stack up against <laughs> <Yeah>. the two-year-old. <laughs> to join Mensa, applicants must score at or above the 98th percentile on a standard intelligence test. So that's. Very, very uh, tough stuff, um, hard to accomplish, I guess, especially if you're a toddler. I think the biggest takeaway from us doing it was was we wanted to make sure we were giving her everything she also needed in terms of her development and natural curiosity totally. and her disposition. And we wanted to make sure yeah. we did our part in making that happen for her, her mother said. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah, that's good, good parenting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The really family focuses... Her. 
The family focuses on Kashi's progress and tell her that they are proud of her progress when she gets frustrated doing a task. In return, Kashi displays her emotional intelligence by also encouraging them. <laughs> wow, oh my God. she's also emotionally intelligent. <laughs> yeah, this is so she's not even just like a, a kind of a, a brain, yeah, a kooky, like geeky genius that is like bumping around in a scientific <laughs> right, laboratory. Right, a bumbling genius. Yeah, yeah, she's like incredibly emotionally astute as a two-year-old. <laughs> uh, this uh, is a great that, example of how. Emotionally astute she is. Yeah, go ahead and read this. Yeah, Devin, her father, says, if she sees me trying to open a jar of pickles, she'll come over and say, Dad, I'm so proud of you. Um, <laughs> no word on whether the father successfully opened the jar of pickles. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, don't know if that be, I don't know if that speaks to incredible emotional intelligence. <laughs> she's bullshitting yeah. yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> he's exactly proud of you, Dad. <laughs> yeah, she understands mm. sarcasm on a very deep, deep level at this point. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's extremely sardonic she's like uh she's like a cat skills comedian in like the 40s <laughs> another way they have encouraged kashi's progress is through the creation of a preschool uh sukit has a background in education and between working with kashi at home and a need created in their community through the pandemic the modern schoolhouse was born Oh, she's, God. Uh, so the mother says she's still two at heart and she needs to be with children her age and not have that well, pressure put on her to be older than she needs to be or act older she, than she needs to be. Well, then don't she give her the, the Menza test. Stop, yeah, her, right? stop <laughs> trying to make her stop trying to make her into like a 55 year old man. Just let her like <laughs> let her let her just watch the pickle jar that needs to be open and and doesn't need to be publicized. <laughs> like give Cashy um, a break. Come on in, Cashy. With yeah. such an advanced child, Kashi's parents say they don't communicate any differently with her. However, they are learning to be intentional with their words and with their communication, since she can keep them accountable for what they say. <laughs> oh she does God. that by repeating it back to them. Oh my God. Uh, She's like a court stenographer. They're like walking on eggshells, constantly trying not <laughs> yeah, to contradict the, themselves. These parents are like living in fear. Uh, the mother, Sukiyat, says, it has taught us patience in order to communicate with her, and we are very conscious of the words we use with her and how we explain things. It has definitely taught us how to be better communicators with each other and collectively as a family because we all have to be on the same page. This is, by the way, this is referring to like when they like misspeak about like a a state or one of the periodic elements or something in Spanish and they get it wrong. Yeah. And she corrects them and calls them an idiot. You know, this two year old is parenting these parents at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Which is frightening to think about. Um, Even though they want to encourage her learning, all of her skills are at her own pace. Kashi sets the tone and dips her toes in whatever topics she wants to learn, they said. She also will mirror skills back to her parents. Uh, The mother said, in terms of raising a child, you want to give them these skills and this growth mindset to become that strong individual. Well, I don't think she needs any help. I feel like she will also mirror skills back to her parents. I'd like to see this two-year-old girl open a pickle jar. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree Mm -hmm. with that. Let's let's prove it. Show us some physical strength. So okay, one, yeah, one, that's the only reason she's proud of. Sorry, that's the only reason she's proud of her father opening the pickle jar is because she doesn't she, have those yeah. physical skills yet. But she, in True. her mind, she's like way beyond him, and she's like, "I'm so proud of you for using your, <laughs> yeah. you know, fine motor skills that I don't quite have yeah. yet." Yeah, I imagine that Kashi wakes up very early, like well before her parents, 
and her parents are just laying in bed like terrified of like what's going on outside of the room because Cashy's like up to like addition subtraction like there's all sorts of shapes mm-hmm. happening and colors and Spanish and like and they're like I don't know what today what what did we say yesterday yeah. I said a few she's, things last night she's blasting Beethoven or whatever <laughs> yeah it's like Cashy exactly. uh, do, 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 do you do you want your your so- soother and it's like uh, no father I don't need it open, anymore. Open that pickle jar, daddy. <laughs> Why don't you go in the kitchen and struggle with that pickle jar for the next four hours while <laughs> yeah. I do groundbreaking yeah. chimerical research? Yeah, you primitive man. <laughs> you sophisticated yeah. beast. Well, John brings up a great point. I think uh, we should consider, uh, all of us should consider taking the Mensa test. Um, uh, yeah, we, we definitely need to do it. Although I, I, I got to say, the fact that there's a two-year-old in the Mensa thing kind of, to me, proves that it's BS. Oh yeah, I don't know. totally. That's if it's if your club has a two year old in it, I feel like come on. Unless it's a club yeah. of two year olds, unless it's like an after school like lackey <laughs> yeah. program. Yeah, unless it you're in a, of... unless you're in a treehouse. Like <laughs> yeah. the Mensa meeting in the treehouse club. You're like a sixty like a... year old guy that's like proud of being in Mensa. It's like, oh I've had a long yeah. career, you know, I have a really high IQ. I'm in the Mensa club. We meet up on weekends, you know, uh, in mm-hmm. the city. And then and then so it's like suddenly there's a toddler that's part of the group. And it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cashy Quest Cashy Quest busts down the door like the uh, Kool-Aid man is like, I'm here. You have to I'm hang out to- with it. Yeah, it's like uh I guess we'll change your diapers for her while she's hanging out with us. They're like Cashy's just like, Good job. Like just everybody's <laughs> opening up doors and she's mm-hmm. very proud of everybody. So yeah, it seems as though um the Mensa test is extremely easy to pass. To be mm-hmm. very easy to get high grades because uh, two-year-olds are doing it. Cashy Quest, probably the coolest slash most annoying two-year-old that we've come across in this show. Um, but th- this is definitely somebody we're going to be keeping an eye on just in terms of, uh, you know, what what the trajectory of uh, her her life will be. We, we yeah. like, like we said, um, could be in some... Uh, research uh, facilities maybe outer space senator braun doesn't want anybody doing that kind of stuff um yeah cashy good luck we're 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 keeping our eye on you it'll be interesting to see where she develops you know as maybe like a christ-like figure a savior type person and you know the burgeoning technology of like the new world and everything and you know there's all these different strands of technology developing alongside her as she ages and you know i know you know, yeah, there's she. She's probably going to see things that we don't see just because of her extremely high IQ. And one thing that I think she could help us with, John, mm-hmm. is finding Amelia Earhart. We've talked about Amelia Earhart before. Uh, we've we've. Uh, we, I said we're going to keep an eye on that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some somewhat breaking news. Amelia Earhart's plane possibly found in the Niku. Maroro Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I, I'm, Nico I've Maroro. Got some, like, I've got some spittle coming out of my mouth. Okay, so I, you're doing a really good job pronouncing things today. I just want to congratulate you for trying very hard for messing yeah, everything ca- up. Cashy okay. thinks Cashy's proud. I'm trying to encourage you. you. Yeah, exactly. Good, good job, Mark. Yeah, uh, <laughs> as if right under our nose, an image suggesting Amelia Earhart's plane is submerged at the Taraya Spit. In Niku Maroro Lagoon. Okay. Nice. 
formerly known as Gardner, Gardner Island. <laughs> Much easier to pronounce. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> and believed to be the final resting place of the aviatrix. Never nice. heard that word, but I love it. I love it. Um, this slightly murky image found in 2021 well, may hold the location of the wreckage that's been hidden away in its watery grave for more than eight decades. That means 80 years. <laughs> Possibly in better shape than expected. It's actually like pristine condition. Uh, though being in two pieces, never mind. Uh, the time <laughs> capsule could hold the clues to Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan's disappearance. Who? Yeah, who's <laughs> yeah, Fred Noonan? Who the no fuck is No one cares that? about the I'm co-pilot sorry, or whoever that? the other guy was. <laughs> It's like Amelia Earhart and Co. crash and disappear. <laughs> right? And There's the only rest. one other person. <laughs> yeah. And friend. <laughs> and his name's Fred no- Noonan, which is close to no, no one. one. It's just like yeah. Fred, no Fred, no one. Fred no one. So yeah. Uh, Amelia so- Earhart and Human Shield disappeared. <laughs> In 2020, an object is discovered is discovered what showing what may be a large piece of plane wreckage exhibiting angles <laughs> get get mm-hmm. cashy on this one wow yeah yeah definitely <laughs> uh, that, that are curiously consistent in size and shape to some aircraft parts most likely a section of the wing though not yet substantiated i could i could substantiate that if they need i know what the wing looks like this possible wing portion now known as the Taraya object, was found by Navy veteran Michael Ashmore on Apple Maps. How about that? Wow. Uh, more supporting evidence decades apart may show, pl- may show plane has been there ever <laughs> since Amelia put it down in the lagoon. <laughs> this is very official press release, by the way. These um, pictures are showing com- plane. Showing plane. Show plane. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, Coming in hard and severing part of a wing that settled adjacent to the main body of the aircraft, her Lockheed Electra slowly sinking into the watery sandbank as tidal movements buried it. Uh, During further investigations of Gardner Island, a possible message in the sand was discovered by Robert Ashmore on Google Earth in 2021. Located on a lagoon beach, it could have seen from could be <laughs> seen from yeah. more than 5000 feet up or on approach to the island this article is chock suggest... full of uh, of like typos <laughs> and missing words and stuff like that it's really really bad i know so this is yeah, not all ron's fault this article went no, through I, thank the you. bermuda triangle before publishing yes yeah. exactly uh so uh the sos so they they think that there was an sos in the sand i think that's what we're trying to say um, they mm-hmm. it says this may suggest that the pair of aviators were pair of aviators. Wait, you mean, sunglasses were found? <laughs> just keep no, just keep forgetting about Fred Noonan. Yeah, yeah, the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. pair, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, uh, actively trying to be seen. <laughs> Fred no one, uh, though most likely being written too late for Navy search planes to see. The SOS messages would have been written large in clearings around the island. Would have been. What, is this what, what, what they just said that like it's eight decades 80 years an sos message like blows away How, in a week or yeah even in like a day you know once high tide comes then it's just gone True. in an hour and then we're talking <laughs> and about saying they, they see it 85 years later <laughs> come um, on um yeah uh our first and largest to date 
don't know what that means. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, again, this this PR Newswire uh, article is in, in f- absolutely incredible. Uh, Amelia's radio call sign K H A Q Q. Oh, okay. What? Right. Did, so did they there write was that some... in the sand? Is that what they're? Yeah, that she wrote cock. Okay, cock, cock. in the sand. <laughs> Macaque. Yeah, cock. <laughs> There's people flying over. They're like, Hach. I don't, I, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know um, what that means. I, I, if it said help, <laughs> I'd help. But I mean, it says, yeah, keep flying. Yeah, it's, it's like, let's go, let's go. Uh, yeah. Michael and Robert Ashmore are two brothers on a mission to bring Amelia Earhart and her friend home by solving this mystery one clue at a time. Looking forward to conclusively bringing this to a, a close with the use of modern satellite imagery mixed with hard work uh the clues are out there we just need to see them visit their website road to amelia.org which okay i am going to right now Um, everybody pull up this seems like we could amelia.org yeah these seem like we could um uh or we could we could potentially like talk to these brothers i think about their 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 findings so they have a lot of blurry images on their website with circles and and uh uh arrows pointing um just yeah it kind of looks vaguely like, over some blurry images <laughs> it makes, yeah it kind of looks like exactly chi- the most chimera conclusive. it looks very so oh there's the k <laughs> there's the chach just written in sand hey we should make our own website with our own ideas about this because it seems pretty easy because they've just taken Google map imagery and then or Apple map imagery and then just said like here's where it happened yeah there, it so, seems like yeah, they're trying to could, get a free trip to this place yeah which yeah I'd love to go there too okay um, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll stay on this beat um, you know it's the story is not solved yet um, although there are good people out there trying their darndest yeah do you think Fred No One and Amelia Earhart had like a couple months at least on the island, you know, like living off of the land and like maybe they didn't yeah, like get along at first, but then slowly they were like came to like rely on one another. Maybe they fell in love. Yeah, maybe. or maybe, yeah, there was like an arc to it. It was like they hated each other, they fell in love, and then they fell <laughs> out of love, and then they oh, died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because they eventually probably argued over the kach versus help. Right. Yeah, it's or like, SOL. Help. Right? Help. Yeah. <laughs> Why did yeah. you write S? Yeah, that it doesn't make any sense to anyone. There's there's like tons of helicopters flying over. They're just like, mm, I can't see what that says. I don't I really care. hope we find this Amelia. Yeah, yeah. Who's some that guy? Vandals like, have written. Yeah, they see the Fred Noonan or whatever, and they're just like, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not Earhart. That's we not her. Yeah, that's yeah. some <laughs> weird guy, I guess. But whatever. Anyway, let's keep flying. Keep looking. Yeah, it was like there was only one. It was just Amelia Earhart. Right down there is a woman and a man, so they seem fine. They're, they're <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. They've got let's, each other. Let's move along. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I think everybody should pull up Google Maps, Apple Maps, Bing Maps, uh, Street Wise Maps, every single map figure, Map Quest, Garmin, uh, satellite, Nokia Maps, Garmin, Garmin. Nokia. Uh, your dad's maps, map mapping mm-hmm. the road the book by Jordan Peterson, uh, <laughs> mind maps, the everything, every single map you can think of. Take a look at Niku, N I K U M A R O R O Island. 
and look for yourself because I think we can solve this out before the Ashmore brothers. All right, let's move along. We have, wait a second. This is a new segment. Mm-hmm. It's the robotic villains of the week. John, tell us about this scary, scary development. Whew. I know. I'm I'm already on edge from the earlier stories. The, Ear, the Amelia Earhart story put me on edge, and then the Chimera spooky research also put me on edge. And now this, from Business Insider, a rogue killer drone hunted down a human target without being instructed to, UN report oh, says. Oh, oh, God. My. Oh, my. Oh, God. <laughs> A lethal weaponized drone, quote, hunted down a human target without being told to, likely for the first time, according to a UN report seen by the new scientist. Oh, God. In the March 2020 incident, a Cargo 2 quadcopter, mm. never heard of that before, autonom- autonomously attacked a person during a conflict between Libyan government forces and a breakaway military faction led by the Libyan National Army's Khalifa Haftar, the Daily Star reported. The Turkish-built Kargu-2, a deadly attack drone designed for asymmetric warfare and anti-terrorist operations, targeted one of Haftar's soldiers while he tried to retreat, according to the paper. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, this is reminding me of, you know, the initial stages of the fabled James Cameron franchise Terminator Terminator 2, T3, Rise of the Machines. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a fourth uh, one. The the, the 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 sort of the kicker here, the, the the important detail, the drone which can be directed to detonate on impact was operating in a quote highly effective autonomous mode that required no human controller, the New York Post reported. The lethal autonomous weapon systems were programmed to attack targets without requiring data connectivity between the operator and the munition. In effect, a true fire, forget, and find capability, the report from oh, the UN Security Council's <laughs> panel of experts on Libya said. So to me, the headline... It was in offline mode? Yeah, right. It was, yeah, it was in Don't Bother. It was in Do Not Disturb. Um, <laughs> a rogue killer drone hunted down a human target, but then the key, the key uh, portion here is without being instructed to, and that's the right. fearsome yes. detail here. Not that people yes. are being killed by drones all over mm-hmm. the world, no. but that there's no kind of, uh, like, half-asleep guy in a control room that's, uh, like, sort of pushing a button every Who's responsible or whatever. Now it's just a, 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 a robot that's become so good at killing that it's like a John Rambo figure, and it does it without even, like, thinking before pulling the trigger. Yeah, it has a thirst yeah. for it now. It can, it can it can tell what it's doing. It's, uh, it's sentient. Yeah. Well, and then this article is very, like, there's a lot of, like, color text in here because they keep repeating... This is likely the first time drones have attacked humans without instructions to do so. Zach People Callum are shrugging their shoulders, looking at each other. They're like, I don't sure. know. <laughs> uh, said Zach Callenborn, a national security consultant who specializes in unmanned systems and drones. Mm-hmm. Callenborn has concerns about the future of autonomous drones. How brittle is the object recognition system, he said in the report, which would, we could also refer to as object permanence, which Cashy mm-hmm. Quest has, like, aced <laughs> that test. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how often does it misidentify targets? Does everything, I'm now adding my own, but I'm assuming it just sees every human as a target now. If it's just yeah, killing yeah. like indiscriminately. Uh, Jack Watling, a researcher on land warfare at the Royal United Service Institute, told the new scientist that the incident demonstrates the urgent and important need to discuss the potential regulations of autonomous weapons. 
Human Rights Watch have called for an end to so-called killer robots, and it's campaigning for a preemptive ban on the development, production, and use of chimeras, I'm sorry, and use of fully yeah. autonomous weapons, <laughs> exactly. according to a report by the nonprofit. So yeah. this is sort of a like choose your choose your destiny kind of yep. story. It's like, are we going to put all of our money in researching chimeras which can kill, or on yep. robots that can kill? Well, and we, yeah, so these, these, these drones that kill without being instructed to are not our heroes in the armed services that, uh, you know, do no. the, the hard work <laughs> no, no. every day by killing people around the world um, <laughs> yeah. and doing it yes. for reasons that we don't really understand and maybe we don't mm-hmm. really agree with. We don't really know, but they're mm-hmm. just killing people all the time. The individual soldiers probably aren't really thinking about, like, why they're doing it or, like, if, it, if they should be, they're just sort of, like, just pulling the trigger because there's like a vague sense that like they're supposed to maybe they don't have written permission yeah. for every individual yeah. target but sometimes they kill and they're heroes for that yeah right. they're yeah, heroes it's too complicated for us mm-hmm. they don't ask questions it's that's too- the thing about a soldier you, you you just follow orders even though they're very vague even though sometimes you 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 do the wrong thing you kill a few mm-hmm. people you're not supposed to but but the real problem is these drones that are killing without being instructed to because they're not you know they're not us they're something else we right. you know they're mm-hmm. they're a robot and so it's very different mm-hmm. yeah it's bad when someone kills uh without being told to it's bad when someone kills without being told to and doesn't feel bad that's even worse and so a yeah, robot dude, that kills without being told to and doesn't feel anything that's the that's, worst possible thing that's ever that's the most horrifying thing we can't we can't uh, court martial we can't uh, right. <laughs> like we can't do life in prison we can't you do can't court martial the algorithm yeah, you have but to. But you know we'll, what? We'll, yeah. No, uh, you don't have to pay him a pension, so that's mm. why. That's why we like him. Oh yeah, yeah. You just Apparently. take him, take him apart, and uh, problem solved uh, right. for now. Yeah. Until they learn to reassemble themselves, um, <laughs> yeah. either on their own or with the help of collaborators, chimeric collaborators that don't have mm. the same allegiance to the to the human race <laughs> as mm. regular humans do they feel apart they feel othered and right they could very well take the side of these autonomous machines it'll be cool when there are two creations uh, killer robots and chimeric rejects of humanity team up to take down their evil creators in a war that will be fought actually probably by Akashi Quest as the human defector yes and sort of yeah. like redeemer of humanity um, yeah in about then, 25 uh, years yeah kind of reminds me if, of paradise uh, lost um, yeah, you know totally <laughs> the 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 all-powerful omnipotent creators uh are you know sort of bum-rushed by uh, the rejects <laughs> pandemonium um, yeah um just let also let it be known that uh, uh famous uh catholic um senator mike braun will be doing uh blessings on drones and he'll be baptizing a few of the drones uh later <laughs> oh no mike um, don't put water on the <sighs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh no oh no they're going crazy it's shorted mike <laughs> uh okay um yeah so that that is a uh true robotic villain i honestly was looking towards the sky the whole time you were reading that just kind of keeping guard so to speak because i was <laughs> unsure of what that yeah. was above me turned out to be a bird well um, my muscles my eye muscles are trained at um, spotting like planes in blurry pictures and far away mm-hmm. locations so now i'm like looking yeah, perfect up, trying to find planes that are maybe going to take me out planes in the ocean that maybe someone was taken out maybe a time traveling yeah. robot took out amelia Earhart. yeah we'll yeah that's never true know, it, it, these could we? all be 
<laughs> yeah, these could all be uh, possibilities that I uh, could foresee. Uh, listen, everybody, we are uh, kind of coming in for a landing, so to speak. Uh, we're probably going to be landing better than Amelia and uh, that guy that she was with. Can't even think of his name anymore. Eh, who cares? Um, but this is, we're going to take us take ourselves to a, 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 a... It's not a new segment. We do it every single week. <laughs> it's... <laughs> This week's numbers. All right, gang. Uh, well, what do we got? As we've said, we're 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 at an, a different. We're 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 not giving it a full week, right? We're giving it like a few days to 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 uh, yeah. settle here. So our numbers are a bit askew. As I said, we're we're. Um, Doing, I'm listen. These are not excuses that I'm bringing up, but we are down 37. percent Oh my God, we're oh in an uncontrolled gosh. nosedive. Pull up, we're yeah. gonna pull up. We're pull in a up. bear market here. Yeah. Oh my, we're gonna crash yeah. so onto now, uh, et cetera, et cetera, island. Is that a lagoon? Steer to yeah. the lagoon. Yeah. I mean, Quick, dump, now is dump the time Mr. Nobody. Yeah. Push no we're one out of the plane. Carrying extra weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fred, get the hell out of my plane. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, listen, I'm not that upset with these numbers but it's telling me you know like okay mm -hmm. we're down 37 percent over the past 14 days that's not that great we're missing our f our first week uh listens but guess what it hasn't even been a week so that's why i'm not being so hard on myself and my co-hosts but i will say I our first week listens were down from 31 to 32 but they're up from 32 to 33 there you go right so yeah, well, and, and um, we so our high water mark, I think, on this show period was uh, what a few episodes ago. New Pathways, the episode New Pathways at the end of April, was the high water mark for the first month of listens. Um, since then, we haven't been quite able to, you know, match that <laughs> that peak. Um, something happened. <laughs> something happened. Um, Condor sovereignty. We did fairly well, but you know we're. We're starting to fall apart here, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, but you know, in order to save ourselves, in order to steer this ship back in the right, or steer this plane back in the right direction, which is towards yes. the sky, we need to yeah. get your help. We need mm -hmm. you to reach out to mm -hmm. the people that you did reach out to that listened for a few weeks and then they stopped listening, <laughs> right. and tell them and to start in. listening again. Yeah, be like, I know you stopped. I can tell. I get an update on the numbers every week. Yeah, it's only getting better. That, that's the thing. For us, we think it's it's going swimmingly. The number's not showing the same. Uh, but uh, th this is, listen, we've got well over 3,000 all-time downloads. That's huge. I'm very happy about that. That's something that I, I uh, you know, as a host, feel very proud of. Um, you know, last 30 days, 668 downloads. Okay, that's a good month. It's the, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's we're in a new month here. That's... You know, I don't want to do every single uh, day. That's a lot of listens a day. Let's just say, though. Um, so I'm, I'm happy, but I know, I know, I know we can do better. So I would love if if our dear listeners could just share this with their friends, family, mm -hmm. pastors, senators. Mm -hmm. If there are children, um, remote islands or lagoons, maybe you could broadcast an episode or two onto it just to. Just to check, maybe fly a drone with a Bluetooth speaker over and then play yeah. a couple episodes, and then maybe someone on the island will become, you know, a regular listener. Another mm -hmm. thought um, yeah. go na get naked, 
right blue men mm -hmm. group uh make sure it's big enough so people don't mistake it for blue man group right blue <laughs> yes, man group true. podcast yes on your stomach <laughs> yeah. and on your back and then the url yeah, the rss the feed url on your back yeah run into the field at a baseball game and get tackled and just whatever you won't face very many charges it'll just be no. public nudity or yeah, something yeah somebody right. somebody will bail you out it will not be us yeah. but you will get no. help i'm sure yeah it yeah. won't be us but but somebody somebody definitely will bail you out um and yeah listen we our geographical stats united states still pulling through hard for us canada i would like to see more i understand it's a bit difficult right now 9.99 percent of our yeah let's get that up to 10 canada. can we get it up yeah. to 10 can we please just get it up to 10 it really <laughs> hurts to see that uh united kingdom 6.9 percent nice uh that's we like that could be 10 mm. though um, we would love to see every country be 10% of our listenership. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if possible. So listen, thank you so much for listening. This has been my pleasure. And I, I say that oh, on behalf of my co-hosts. Well, hold on. Ron, will you pull up the list one more time? Can we go see who's the dead last country? Yeah, we Unknown. need to see who's not pulling their weight. Unknown is Russia. Not Russia. Well, we'll say Russia. Russia. There's one person in Russia who listens to the show. Only yeah, once a month, right though. now. Listen Russia's to every episode. Russia's continent. Or not a You're in Russia. Me, a we country. love Russia. Yeah. Download more episodes. Listen to a few more. Uh, and then, listen, I know you have friends in Russia. Mm -hmm. You need to be telling them. Because I see right yeah. here, there's only one listener, and I, and I know it's you. What are you, a hermit? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Show us you have friends. Come on, everybody. Show us you have friends, and let's get these numbers up. <laughs> All right, everybody. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.